Snow West Show from our mountain snowmobiling headquarters in Idaho for over 45 years. Here's your host, Ryan Harris. It's a good one, huh? Yeah, that was a great one. <laughs> well, welcome to the Snow West Show. I'm Ryan Harris. This is... Uh, this episode we we've got lined up pretty good. A uh, lot of cool stuff to talk about. We are going to compare the 2023 Skidoo Expert NA 154/3 inch to the 2023 Polaris 9R Chaos 155 2.75 track, and then uh, so head 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 to head comparison, and we're going to do the same with the 2023 Summit Expert Turbo 165 3-inch and the 2023 Polaris Chaos Boost Patriot Boost 165 275 track. Um, so we're going to get into that. This is, this is a lot of the sled test review stuff, uh, a lot of head-to-head comparison stuff, uh, little nuances, handlebars, grips, uh, riding position, steering. We're going to talk about lay down versus vertical steering. Kind of going back to what we were just talking about, you know, lay down stuff and. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, good stuff to go over in this show. Um, before we jump into it, I do want to say uh, jump on over to snowwest.com. Do us, uh, do us a solid here and subscribe to the magazine. Um, you know, it takes a lot to keep this stuff going. We do, we do a lot of different content uh, within the industry, mountain riding specific type stuff. We do social media. We do magazines, digital and print. We do uh, videos. Uh, the podcast here, which is something new. But uh, go to snowist.com and subscribe to the magazine. Uh, if you subscribe within the next couple of days, you'll be able to get the 2023 March issue, which is going to have all the information on the 2024 mountain sleds. A uh, lot of good in-depth analysis, uh, specs, changes, updates, colors, all the new cool stuff. Uh, subscribe at snowwest.com. Since you're listening to the podcast, uh, you, you either found us on YouTube or you found us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, follow the show, and make sure you don't miss an episode. And at snowwest.com as well, check out our merchandise. We do have some cool new stuff coming. We've got new hoodies, uh, all new designs, new hoodies, shirts, hats, a lot, lot of new stuff coming out. So, on to the show. Today we have, uh, this is the full Snowwest this is the full Snow West Test Rider staff. We have... Uh, this might be the first time, too. This Is it the first time we've had everybody? <laughs> I don't think we've ever had everybody here. Man, this, yeah, <laughs> we're knocking it out left and right. We got uh, Justin Stevens over here. Uh, Justin hails from, uh, well, his past in the industry. <laughs> got a little carried away there. Uh, former marketing manager for Motorfist. Yep. You, how many years did you work at Motorfist? Five. Five years stint, man. And you guys did awesome things there. Like you had some creative I hope, I hope so. Creative stuff there. <laughs> good good product. Like uh when you started at Motorfist, it was still almost like the black and red piping days. Yeah, we so we started that's when I I think right after I came on they were already kinda looking into some new new colors. Um takes time to develop. You gotta get enough volume that you can start branching out with, yeah. with uh, some of the offerings and stuff. So yeah, the, it's fun. The, the stomper boot, that was a cool boot. And that wasn't even like what it was supposed to be, but it was still a cool boot. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. People loved it. Yeah. And then we have uh, Mr. Articat over here, Bruce Kerbs, uh, Polaris certified tech, right? Yep. Uh, long time ago. Yeah. You've, you've worked dealerships, uh, wrenching setup, uh, and you, uh, you're, you're kind of an Articat guy, right? Yeah. A little bit. What, what makes you an Articat guy? Um, I don't know. I think the reliability of them in the past few years. It's always fun to load up and know you can go the next day, but I don't know. I'm, what I'm did, kind of brand What happened to your last ride? I heard I heard you rode 
the last ride you tried to go on on your cat, you didn't ride. Well, you know, I was with a skidoo and a Polaris, and I didn't want to outdo him, so I faked breakdown and could just come home. <laughs> no, my my cat didn't run. <laughs> you know why? So yes, the reliability just went out the door. Well, yeah, we got to make no. a few words on that one. Wait, yeah. you're a Polaris certified tech. Was yeah, oh, I am was. still. And you ride an Arctic cat? Yeah. Is that? I got tired that, of working on the plane. Is that why? No, <laughs> I mean, one, once you're a certified mechanic, you, that never goes away, right? right? You can right. hang that on your wall for the rest of your life. That's right. Yep. Well, that's pretty I think cool. That's why I ride with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah once, <laughs> once a year. I thought Brock was the Arctic guy. Okay. That's you. I don't know. Well, Which one is it? He I, said I'm recovering Arctic cat oh, right yeah. now. I, I got brought yeah. into the Arctic cat a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think Brock's converting. I don't know. Like, I don't like, know now. He's like, a wanderer. I'm, he's a wanderer. I've been spending time on the on nine R and and the Polaris Boost, and those have been fun too. I he's, don't know. He's kind of like the Snow West pimp. <laughs> he can't decide. <laughs> which right. He likes, right. You know? No, for real. He's not yeah. gender specific. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not yeah. Gender specific. <laughs> Brand specific. That's Brand. what I meant. Brand. 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 Wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so you were you weren't here for the last one we just shot. We this time next week we'll have our catalyst mm-hmm. for the rest of the spring. But he already booked it until May. Yeah, that don't surprise me. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I know where he lives. Sorry. So, <laughs> I, I think he's building a new house just so you can't find him. <laughs> just so we can keep the catalyst. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Rhett Clark. Rhett's been around with Snow West for years and years. Um, I would make another joke about him being the guy at Heydays that introduces me to people, but we've, we've hit that one pretty hard. <laughs> everybody knows Rhett Clark, uh, friends with everybody. We, we went riding, uh, dirt bikes with a couple guys from climb. We went to Ledore, Idaho, which is in the middle of nowhere, like two and a half hours from here. There's one gas station slash grocery store slash convenience store slash post office post office hotel lobby like every place we we finish our ride and we stop at this gas station and we walk in and the lady's like hey rat <laughs> no way <laughs> that's, that's a little out of your area for delivery fedex isn't it? it's a ways out <laughs> Uh, and I'm not kidding. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, Brock Jenna. Uh, Brock over here, he, he's family, technically. We're family. Um, Brock is uh, is another former Arctic Cat guy. He's uh, Ar- formerly Arctic Cat DSM for some of the Western states. And before that, he worked at Motorfist, worked alongside Justin Stevens over here back in the, you know, the R&D heydays and uh, a lot of cool product at, at Motorfist. And you went out and slung it to dealerships and got him signed up and... Look at you now. It took you on to Arctic Cat, Textron. That's right. And now, now look at me. Don't yep. vote for any of them now. <laughs> self-employed. Now you're self-employed. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. I thought we voted Brock out. When we were up the other day, there was just four of us. We were having a good time. I I think we realized that maybe we didn't need the fifth. Or... <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to text oh. you, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Brock, can you wait outside? We'll grab you if we need you. I'm out. I'm out. I remember that. You said it would be easier with just four of us. Yeah. Let's get rid yeah, of it, was, it was convenient. Everything worked out great. Yeah, we don't have five-place trailers. Yeah. <laughs> then you don't have to pull on my skis. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I'm I'm going right along with it. <laughs> well, you're the first alternate. Just just keep that in mind. May, well, maybe second alternate. <laughs> Till the next ride. 
I think there's some jealousy going on here because I've put more seat time in this year than these guys. <laughs> well, you notice you I didn't get invited I'm, to the last yeah, ride. I think I'm getting <laughs> for the ride before that. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, we I think we've pretty much lined up everything to ride without you, and then we talk about it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes uh, on me. <laughs> No, but you uh, you have spent a lot of time, especially on these four sleds that we're going to talk about. So, we you know at Snow West we've uh, we used to do what was called the Deep Powder Challenge, and we would take all of the current model year mountain sleds. And back when we started this, there were only two of each. There was a six hundred and a seven hundred, yeah. and we would have uh, we would invite dealerships. In fact, when it started, we would invite two dealerships from each brand. So we had eight dealerships that would come up to Island Park. Each of them would bring two sleds with sixteen snowmobiles. Uh, to test and it kind of it kind of revolved around a uh, head-to-head comparison of all these different mountain sleds but also at their best with dealer setups and that kind of evolved you know as we had different engine packages and track lengths and lug heights and all this and and now we have several what does do have five models within the mountain lineup and each yeah. model has different track lengths and engine options polaris is kind of the same way you know you you, you can have 25 different configurations okay. track lengths motors whatever Arctic Cat has two uh yamaha has a couple and <laughs> no I, i'm kidding i love i love my boys in green um but it, it so we've had to evolve a little bit over the years too because we we uh we don't have access to 16 snowmobiles we we are given test units uh by most of the manufacturers and that's what we kind of, we, we like to line those up and get them in the same track length configurations, lug heights, uh, whenever possible. Like, um, obviously what we're testing here are different lug heights, but there's a reason for that. We'll get into that here in a minute. Um, but it, but it's evolved. And where we're at right now in 2023 is we basically took the two factory turbos and we went and compared them. We've been riding them kind of head to head all season. And we took the two, what I consider the two premium models within the mountain lineup that are naturally aspirated and compared those. Now, Arctic Cat doesn't provide media test units long term, so we didn't do an Arctic Cat. We, we do have, you know, full disclosure, we do have a 2023 Yamaha Mountain Max 154 3-inch. It's the, the SL <coughs> version, super light, so... Uh, however, it lost an injector, and uh, the, the wonderful dealership that's helping us out with that um, hasn't been able to get anything lined up and get that thing running again. So that one was out, um, unfortunately. And we we also do not have a Lynx in this. This we when we did all of our weights though, we weighed everything. We weighed a Lynx. We weighed we weighed an Arctic Cat. <clears throat> we'll weigh the Yamaha when it's done, but it should be the exact same as that Arctic Cat mountain cat alpha 154 that we did so we we ultimately wound up we're testing uh the polaris summit expert turbo 165 versus the rmk chaos boost 165 so factory turbo versus factory turbo we we have the same track length there but we do have different lug heights the expert is only available in a three inch but the patriot boost you could get uh, the 2.75 or the three inch um, the three inch is, it's pretty widely accepted that the two seven five is the better track. It's, it's the majority of the orders, majority of snow checks went two seven five. Um, and we did too. So that's why, that's why we're running the two seventy five up against, uh, the Skidoo's three inch. 
And then on the NA side, we have the, uh, the 2023 Summit Expert 154, also with a 3-inch. And we have the 2023 Polaris 9R RMK Chaos 155-275. I probably left about six words out of the title of that <laughs> slide, too. I think there's a slash. Slash, there. I was going to say. There's a matrix. Slash. Yeah. slash. Uh, so, yeah, another another 3-inch versus 275. And, you know, as we get into, uh, you know, testing these and talking about how these sleds perform in the mountains there's there's a lot to consider there with the with the track differentiant uh, differential because you're also 16 wide to 15 wide on both sleds so you're i think there is a traction advantage that the skidoo has you know there's more square square inches of traction of track touching the snow and then you've got a little bit taller lug height but uh, again it's it's mainly just comes down to the 275 is is what was the popular Polaris track, and uh, we'll see where they go in the future with that. But uh, the three inch uh, is not quite as popular as their two seven five. But anyway, so we're we're going to focus today on this on this episode of the podcast, just talking about those four sleds. And uh, I'm going to have to edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hit the mute button fast enough. Uh, we're going to have to. We'll talk a little bit about the Arctic Cat. Obviously, you own. A 2023 Mountain Cat Alpha one 154 three inch. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you've ridden cats uh, quite a bit. We'll we'll throw in a little talk about the Catalyst, and we'll talk a little bit about links. We we weighed everything like we said, but uh, this this episode is really just kind of focusing in on what we have and what we've been testing and, and writing impressions of that. Um, so first, let's let's go NA. Let's talk about uh, Expert versus Nine R. So. It, would you guys agree that the 9R is kind of the premier sled in the Polaris lineup without being turbo? Yeah. Yes. I, I was just sitting here thinking I knew you were going to ask a question like that. I'm like, where would I where would I put these? And for sure in the naturally aspirated, I, I really enjoyed being on the 9R, uh, especially this last ride. It was, it was just a lot of fun. Very capable. Yeah. Very easy to ride. And, and we have an 850 RMK. We have an 850 Pro RMK we could have thrown in. It's 155. Right. But If I would have gone, you'd have, <coughs> we'd, have, we'd have taken that one. Uh, you'd have been on the Neo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, backup guy, first alternate. Right, right. Um, Sweep team. Yeah. <laughs> but but the 9R, I, we could compare the Polaris 850, but but we know some of the numbers that, that they've shared with us. Everybody got 9Rs. Yeah. You know, that, that was just the bulk of the order. 9R boost. Not a lot, not, not a lot of 850 spring check. And as sad as it is, like, after you've been on the 9R for a little while... It's actually really hard to go back to the 850. I don't. I yeah. don't know. I. I just want the 9R. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Is like if you can have that sled, why would you want the 850? Granted, it's a big price difference. Yeah. You know, you're talking what three grand? I was gonna say three to four. Yeah. I think it's three to four grand. Three to four grand because that the the 9R that we've been riding the 155 275. Yeah. Is twenty two thousand eight hundred MSRP. And uh, your 850 is closer to 18, 18, 17. It's got to be less than that. 17. So you're four grand. More like four to five. Hmm. So, yeah, and that that was surprising. You know, the 9R came in a lot more expensive than we were anticipating. When we rode them this time, well, January of 2022, when we started riding the 9R and and working with the engineering department at Polaris and asking them like where are you going to price this thing and they were like well we think it needs to be between the 850 and the boost probably a little closer to the boost but then it turns out it's you're thinking 18 19,000 somewhere in that yeah. range yeah 
but it turned out they priced it just barely under the boost. You know, twenty twenty two eight versus twenty three one twenty twenty one. Yeah. So they they pulled a lot of money out of those things for sure. Um, so let's let's jump into. Uh, we started out kind of our, our latest test session with these things riding every, everybody that rides, I would say everybody that rides has a section of really rough trail, whether it's half a mile long or five miles long. I know, I know places where they've got to do about 12 to 15 miles of access yeah. on just nasty rough crap. So that is part of your riding if you're a mountain rider. Yeah, for sure. Um, what did you think expert versus nine R on, on bumpy single track, non-groomed, goat trail i don't know the trail we rode up sucked (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, i don't know you know it's funny we were talking before about trail riding or or that that necessary trail to get to where you want to go um it's interesting i they both react very different to me like like I, I feel like sometimes the Polaris is a little more capable. I feel like sometimes the Skidoo kind of moves around a little bit more through those bumps. It's a little harder to to carry a straight line, but but e- even though it has a hard time carrying a straight line, I think the Skidoo actually is a little more comfortable to hit the bumps as you go through those. So I don't know. They they just kind of react differently. The the Polaris definitely trails better through them, but feels more rigid as you ride through them. So. Do you, do you feel a lot of a rear end kick on the Polaris? Like there's a lot of rebound yeah. on that rear track Yeah, track. for sure. More so than the Skidoo. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if, if you get out of rhythm and you kind of just square, you know, if you uh, case a, a bump like that picture there, like if you <laughs> smack one of those on the rear track shock, like you're going to get a pretty yep. good kick, yeah. a pretty good forward, you know, yep. bump out of that. But I agree the the Summit, the Expert has a, a little more dialed suspension in that in that feel, but it's a little sketchy. You know, because it's it's narrower, so the experts narrower thirty four inch ski stands versus the nine R's thirty six. Yeah. Um, so it, if you lose your drive or if you kind of lose your your tracking, you can get out of shape real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Hit a square edge. It seems to want to jump left or right. So. Yeah. What did What did you find? <clears throat> I agree. The the summit absorbs the bumps. I felt better. You know than the than the players. The players did feel really stiff in the back. The fronts front were comparable I, I feel like but yeah that um the players was definitely yeah more rigid it's a good word through the bumps so i would prefer the skidoo in fact i tried switching you coming back out but no i i think the the summit definitely absorbs better um i didn't notice the squirrely but i maybe wasn't going as fast as you either so <laughs> Better. Right, that's what it was. Just a little squirrely. Maybe I was going too slow. <laughs> yeah. So but do you do you have to do do you have to change your riding position, Skidoo to Polaris on bumps like that? Do you feel that? Um, maybe a little bit. Um, I feel like you gotta hold on a little more on the, you know the the Polaris, um, just because it is, it just it's rougher, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Through them big whoops. Um, I feel like. Yeah, you're probably right on the squirreliness. It does the if you can get rhythm going with the players, it handles it better. It stays more square to the bump. So you're right. That that does ring a bell now and then this could do it is a little more if you're off camber a little bit, it definitely wants to dart. So but and, right and in position. I don't I know if that's really it I don't know if that has anything to do with the actual weight of the snowmobile or just the you know, ski stance, but I don't know if it's just how the skis actually trail 
the, just how they're built, how they trail through. I don't know exactly what it is, but but that's what I think that's we're talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, Rhett, did you fa- so uh, expert eight fifty NA to nine R? Do you what do you feel like power wise? Like we're talking about these rough these big moguls and being able to time it and double and triple through them and. Do you feel more response versus one sled versus the other, quicker quicker revving and everything? Not really. I, I think they're pretty comparable. The 850 Skidoo has a great bottom end. It comes on strong, and, and the 9R is, I think it's pretty comparable to it as far as jumping through that stuff. I don't think you have a problem getting on the gas and getting over stuff when you need to. Yeah. As far as, like, suspension, like you guys are talking about, I think both their suspensions were great. I think the Polaris chassis is a stiffer chassis overall. I think you feel it more through your hands and feet than you do on the Skidoo. I think the suspensions felt good, though, overall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, I, I feel a little bit, I think the 9R is a little zippier than the NA850 Skidoo. But in some of these situations, the, the Skidoo has a little bit more traction. So where the 9R is, is quicker to rev and respond, the, the Skidoo is hooking up. Mm. And so your your overall feel is about the same, but you know, we, Justin, you and I kind of lined up on those two sleds yeah. a few times and just tried to get. So we're 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 on an incline, we're uphill, we're in semi fresh snow with some old tracks underneath, yep. and just trying to see how these two come out of the hole together. Right? It felt to me like the nine R had a jump on the eight fifty yeah. expert nine times out of ten. Yeah, for sure. I I don't I don't think the skidoo I don't. I don't think the skidoo came out of the hole quite as fast, and I don't know if it was—I don't know if it's power or traction. Um, but I don't know what. What did you think? Yeah, I, I felt the nine R would would just get out of the hole and up on top quicker. Uh-huh. And and part of that might just be the lower inertia. I mean, it's definitely a lighter snowmobile. I mean, the nine R is yeah totally. uh, wet weight. This is full wet weight, full of gas, oil, all fluids, spare belt. So we, we weighed the 9R in at 507, and the Summit Expert was 532. So you're 25-pound difference. Yeah. Um, but I think some of that is also just the lower inertia of the 9R, all that stuff that they did to make that motor spool quicker. And then obviously the, 9R, the RMK chassis just does a really good job of getting up on top of the snow. Yeah. I don't think it's a huge difference. I don't think there was that big of a difference. There were a couple times, too, where we were pretty, where those two sleds came out pretty evenly matched. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you were ahead, what was it, my ski to your side panel? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ryan also took off with a lean to the left, so he'd take you out at the same time. So. There's a little bit of racer mentality in there, you know. Yeah, you got to take the line away. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, Brock, what do you? You you weren't on the ride where we had the two, you know, last week where we had these two at the same time, but you've had both of them out quite a bit on their own. What do you? What's your initial impression? Nine R versus. 850 expert on the bumps is that we're talking about well just overall yeah bumps too but uh i would i'm gonna have to agree with you just from you know just from memory from riding both of them quite a bit that that uh that 9r it 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 spools up fast you know whether it's that lighter crank you know maybe the track's a little bit lighter i don't know the weights on the two different tracks um 15 inch track it just you know it just seems like it hooks up a little bit a little bit better pops you up a little quicker um, but when, uh, you know, when you're on the skidoo, the, the dang thing is they, they get up on the, on the snow and they float. They just feel, I don't know, they feel like you get that 16 inch track up on the snow and you just, 
you're you're there. You don't you don't sink. You you left the throttle a little bit, and I don't I don't feel like I like I sink at all on that uh, on that skidoo. So uh, that that's interesting too, because you know we, we talk about how much lighter the nine R is than the expert twenty five pounds, right? Which is a lot, and also isn't a lot. But when you get into the mountains and you're in, you're, you know, you're off the bumpy trail and everything. Does it feel like there's that big of a weight difference to you? When I'm when I'm riding in the trees, uh, no, I don't. I don't feel the weight difference. Uh, it seems like that. It seems like that skidoo stays up, stays up on the snow every bit as good as the, as the nine R. What do you think, Bert? Um, I feel the nine or the summit um, initiates a turn easier. Um, when I jumped on that nine R up there, it took me a little bit. I don't know if it was muscle memory or what, but to, but to get on it. But uh, I remember one of the last hills up through the trees. I really liked that nine R, and I think you made the comment you got to ride it a little more aggressive. And so I feel like initiating a turn into the trees, it's just a different spot in the throttle you've got to be in on that 9r to initiate the turn where the skidoo i feel like will kind of wherever you look it'll go does that make sense yeah and i think it's what red's talking about the 9r that chassis is more rigid so it doesn't Mm -hmm. it doesn't give doesn't flex very much so you've got to put a little more throw into it to get it yeah on its edge and i think a little more throttle Mm -hmm. you know yeah you you can time that throttle just right on that lower power band I mean, it's just as good as that summit. I feel like going through the trees, but I feel like the summit was easier to initiate first. Does that just, make sense? Just to get it on site. Well, yeah, and you're and and it probably should be because narrower skid stands. Yeah, kind of overcomes. Yeah. Yep. That. What What do you think, Brett? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> um, overall, between the two, I don't know. They're, I think they're really comparable. Wait, talking about weight. Like the summit doesn't feel any heavier than the 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 nine R does when you're riding them. If anything, I think sometimes the summit feels lighter, has a lighter steer to it, easier to tip. So it gives the gives the rider the feel that it's a little bit lighter than the nine R, even though they're the other way around. Um, power's pretty comparable. They they both have great bottom end, both work good. They're both super fun to ride. Um, I had a blast on that nine R this last week when we rode um i don't know it's kind of getting to where you're you know whatever your personal preference is you know one you like the handlebars or seat on or one you like you know whatever it is and kind of whatever you've been riding for a while you get used to it and it's fun and then you jump on the other one and it's fun too so it's they're both great sleds yeah it's fair to say that that a, a polaris rider will hate his buddy's skidoo if he jumps on it for five minutes in a meadow. Oh yeah. And a skidoo guy will hate his buddy's Polaris if he jumps on it for five minutes. You know, you've you've got to ride long enough to where your riding style and your body and your stance and everything adapt to that snowmobile before you can say, Oh, this thing's a pile of crap. You know, so you you've got to spend enough time on it to go back and forth. But but the biggest difference between the two is probably the steering system, right? Lay down yeah. versus vertical. Where Justin, where do you feel that? Like, like which which steering style do you like, and where do you feel the differences? Well, it's funny <clears throat> when you're talking about spending a little time on the sleds. I actually spent most most of the first half on the Summit uh, Expert and the Summit Expert Turbo, and and uh, it's kind of funny because I I really haven't spent that much time on the Skidoo, and um, they both they're both really fun to ride. I, I really like that Expert setup, and 
and uh, trailing through the trees. They just seemed to go where I wanted to go. And uh, it was kind of fun to spend enough time on it that I actually started to feel pretty comfortable because I probably would prefer kind of that Polaris setup just because that's, that's what I've been riding and what I'm more used to. And so, but it was funny, after a couple hours of riding the Skidoos, uh, I switched over and grabbed, I think it was the 9R. And, uh, and that was one of the very first things that I noticed was the steering. And I, I don't know that I even really paid attention to it before when I was riding the Skidoos until I switched back over after a little bit of time on the 9R. So, um, and and I that was maybe the first time when I, I thought, you know, actually that Skidoo steering is a little more comfortable. Comfortable in my shoulders and some of the input that I have to put into it. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, but it just, I, I did like the, the feel of that Skidoo steering both both in maneuvering downhill initiating turns and stuff i um i felt like it required a little less input and a little little less actual like feedback into my arms and shoulders and so uh, so what what are you feeling when you go from the skidoo back to the polaris and you're now you're, you're turning by you're, you're bringing the grip over to your hip rather than pushing it down you're yeah kind of kind of down and lifting at the same time on the skidoo where the Polaris you're kind of yeah and that's that's exactly that's exactly what I felt I mean I it was just kind of like I said I hadn't done that for very very many times and so it was the first time that I felt like I got back on the Polaris and I was I was kind of up and higher and and um I don't know we the first thing we did was drop down kind of a drainage and then turned up and out of there and it was just kind of I just felt probably just more more pushback on on that steering in a different way. And I, I think the skidoo is really comfortable. I think that lay down was actually quite comfortable. Was there ever a point on the mountain where the lay down was a hindrance? Um, I, maybe for me, just, I'm not used to that, maybe that action. So as I'm, as we were doing some of those low speed, you know, downhill, turn back uphill, I, I'd sometimes get kind of off off balance because it moves differently where this the polaris i usually am a little bit more up and over the handlebars mm -hmm. so i i think that's the only area that it really affected me the most so. yeah i think the lay down steering on this canoe tends to push your body back farther on the sled yeah and, and you you wind up just looking down and being like yeah i'm farther back on this than normal and the polaris in the real technical stuff allows you to be right up next to the steering post for the most yeah. part um every now and then you you've got to move around a little bit more but which is actually funny because you almost want to be farther forward on the skidoo and farther back on the Polaris. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> so they're actually, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Brock, which which of the two sleds can you stay in the neutral position more? Meaning both feet, one one foot on each side of the sled just straddling the seat. Which which is easier to ride like that? Uh, I would say the Polaris. Once I get that Polaris on its you know on its edge i can stay over the seat it seems like more comfortably as it gets steeper and steeper on that polaris than i can on the skidoo and what do you feel in the in the steering like do you do you prefer the vertical steering i mean i know you're coming from cat so that's more familiar <clears throat> to what you're used to it's more it's more natural to, for me the vertical steering and more like i said more familiar because of the cat um but i don't now that i've been on the skidoos I don't dislike their steering. Their steering is it's it's comfortable. So um I don't know, one one thing. Did you guys did you guys when you're when you're doing a hard turn to the right, did you guys ever catch your tether? 
On the Polaris? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's on, funny. On the, on the Skidoo. No, no I, the Polaris. The Polaris. <laughs> I, I, I did several times on a hard turn to the right. Yeah. You know, if I was going to cut up a hill, cut it all, crank it all the way, boom, spin around. And I, I've and caught my tether several times for some reason doing that. I, I catch the Skidoo tether on a right-hand turn. I catch the Polaris tether on the left-hand turn. Maybe it was left. I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't no, know. What, it's just funny because we stopped in the middle of the mountain, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I keep You're catching the tether, up. and he's like, so did I. But that was on the Polaris. So I don't remember. I was thinking of okay. right-hand turn. It just seemed like it only happens to me on the Skidoo. It's weird. Which would make you think sense that's because it's coming back down. in. Yeah, you're you're tucking it into your hip, and I, I don't know, like on the on the suit I was wearing, the the tether hook is off to my left side a little bit, so when I when I do turn left on the Polaris, it's kind of closer to catching the grip on that side. Yeah. But on a on a skidoo, if I turn right, yeah. I'm catching that thing okay. either on the throttle lever or just all the way around the bar. I just uh, I want to make sure I wasn't the only one doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question, but I you sure answered mine. <laughs> No, on, I, on the steering, though, I feel um, on the skidoo, if you counter steer too much, it hurts you more than it helps you. I feel like I don't have to counter steer as much on the skidoo versus the players hmm. in a real sharp turn. And I don't know if that's just the positioning of your arms and hands on a counter steer versus, you know what I mean, on mm -hmm. the skidoo versus the players. But I felt like if I over counter steered, it hurt me more than it helped me. I think that goes back to what you asked him about neutral riding position. Like, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like you can ride more neutral on a skidoo and keep both feet, you know, on the Maybe, boards yeah. without stepping one side or the other. Hmm. So when, when, if you're out with other guys and you, say you're out with a group of Polaris riders and you're on a skidoo and you, you have one of them jump on the skidoo for a minute, what's the first thing that they do? They hate the steering. Well, they go dump it on the Get side. Over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, they override it. So that that tells you that that a Polaris chassis requires a little little more effort on most every maneuver, but because it's so rigid, it holds that edge really well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I agree. With, I agree with what you're saying on the Skidoo. I can stay in a in a neutral position more of the ride than I can on a Polaris. Yeah, that's funny. I I, I think there are a couple instances even on the Skidoo or on the Skidoo where I'm trying to <clears throat> step over wrong foot forward, trying to, and I realize that I I don't actually need to do that. But it's kind of a f form of habit in that circumstance on the Polaris, mm -hmm. so, and and maybe it doesn't require that quite as often. So yeah, now <coughs> interesting. I, going back to the steering thing, I I feel on the Skidoo that uh, the the laydown steering when I when I'm on a side hill and I'm going through trees, that laydown steering pulls my upper body down lower and it pulls my center of mass lower to the sled than the Polaris does, and it f kind of forces me into that that low position. Um, the Polaris, I, I find myself um, a little too upright sometimes, and that gets me into trouble. Like I need to, you know, the, the Polaris, the low bar on the Polaris is is the is my preferred setup. Even though I'm six four, I'd rather have the lowest bar possible because I want it to to keep me low and keep the the roll center close to the sled. Um, but but I do find myself on the Polaris standing up too much and then having to again put more effort into cutting it back into where I go. Huh. But when I get comfortable on the Polaris, man, you can leave me on that thing all year. Like, like both sleds are very capable. You can do about anything you want, but it, it really does just come down to what's your preference, you know, and, and what do you ride, you know, what, what are you used to? Yeah. Uh, let, let's throw the turbos in. So we're, we're talking like 
the the ride we did last week with these four sleds, we uh, it was the same place that you went with us with Skidoo, exact same place. We cut across those those two open hillsides, and then we dropped into that one big steep hole, you know, where we where we took Tristan and <laughs> took him took him a while to get down. But <laughs> Poor like, kid, like super steep descent <laughs> down into this hole that nobody goes in because it's it's one of the biggest no, there's no drainages there. up there. Yeah, no, nobody rides that part of the mountain. Um, so the turbos in there, the factory turbos were just like phenomenal in there. But what, like Rhett, what do you, what do you feel Patriot Boost versus Turbo are just power wise? Power wise, I think they're pretty comparable. I think last year the Patriot had more top end and I've always felt like the, the Summit's more rideable power, like in and out of the throttle. Seems like it stays more in the power where you need it more rideable for tree riding. Um, then they turned up the, the 850R and it, it's, I think they're neck and neck as far as power wise goes. I think that Skidoo just point either one of them uphill. Skidoo feels a little more playful, stands up a little bit more. Um, the players we had seemed like it stayed on its skis a little bit more, more planted feel, but both of them power wise are just unreal. Those turbos are amazing. So. Uh, what do you feel, Bruce? Like like power delivery, usability, like power band. Um, Plurs, <clears throat> Plurs has definitely improved since the last spring. You know, and we had that one, and I always thought it was maybe clutching or something. But um, the bottom end on the Plurs has definitely improved, which helps in the trees. I personally feel like Scudu still has the edge as far as um, your bottom end power in the trees. Um, it feels more like a stock sled with more power versus actually feeling that turbo kick in on the Polaris. But like I say, improved a lot. I, I agree with you that Skidoo or the Polaris keeps the skis more on the ground, which to me makes it feel a little heavier, even though it's lighter on that turbo for some reason. And I don't know if that's just the, the power getting to the track better on the Skidoo. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, I think some of that, I think some of what you're feeling, okay, so the, the Patriot boost that we're on is a chaos, mm -hmm. which is supposed to lift the front end more than a pro. If you if you wrote a, a 165 Pro RMK, you really can't get the front end to come off the ground. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's really planted. Um, and then the other thing you might be feeling is the, the positioning of the turbo system. You know, on the on the Skidoo, the turbo is fairly central. It's, it's, it's off of center to the mag side just a little bit where the Polaris turbo is mounted basically where the muffler is. Like it's quite a ways off of center to the mag side. Gotcha. And so you're, you feel that weight because it's farther off of the vehicle center line. Um, so, you, you know, the, each vehicle, e each of these two sleds are 20 pounds heavier than their NA similar mm -hmm. models. Mm -hmm. But I think you feel the weight on the hanging out the right side of the Polaris more than you feel the weight of, that makes the, sense. of the Skidoo turbo. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what do you think on the, on the power delivery? Yeah, um, I I like the Summit Expert Turbo the most, and I I have to admit, I mean, they did improve from last year, but I I really wasn't that impressed, and it was toward the end of the ride that I spent some more time on the boost, so maybe I was tired, but I I just felt like uh, I just felt like it was a lot of sled, heavy extra weight, and then just not a lot of usability for the power. Um, that Skidoo, they've done such a great job of making that power delivery to where I felt like I was riding a turbo sled in the trees. Where the Polaris, I kind of felt like I was riding a, a stock 850 that was 30 pounds heavier. 
So I, I personally just just between those two uh, this last week. I mean that I I actually really enjoyed the turbo, the some some the expert turbo. It was a lot of fun. So I think the power delivery is quicker on that bottom end. So. And so, what does that do? If it's if it's more of a mid to low end power than the boost, where does that come in handy? How does it help you? Um, well, I mean, you, you know, use use the throttle to maneuver. So I, I guess I just I felt like I I had that I could move a little quicker through the trees. Um, I I I felt like the the power coming on was a little bit more reliable. I knew that it was going to engage quick. What I think sometimes with the boost, I know I know it's coming. I just don't know exactly when, and and not sure how to control that. Maybe a little bit in the trees, and and maybe I'm not carrying enough speed. Maybe if I was carrying more speed and really in into that that you know chaos boost, I'd I'd uh, felt like maybe that experience would have been a little different. But um, I don't know with where we were riding and and stuff. I just I just felt like whenever I wanted or needed that that summit power i i could rely on it engaging quickly on the bottom end so so i guess i guess in the trees i mean i just know i can turn uphill and hammer down and be more confident in where i'm headed so yeah and i i feel i feel on the on the patriot boost uh, when i ride it i've got to carry a little higher rpm um which coincidentally to do that i drag the brake a lot <laughs> which is going to be an issue going forward like like you have uh so they had that stop ride that for the brake issue and their their fix for that uh, is in the ECU. So if you have if you have like four seconds of interlock brake and throttle applied at the same time without a reset of either, you get a valve down where your exhaust valves close and start to hinder your performance just to to make you slow down. And then uh, you have to shut the sled off to reset it, fire it back up. And then you've got ten seconds of interlock if you don't shut the sled off before it'll shut itself off. So I don't understand the logic there as a mountain rider, like, right. like limiting my ability to run the brake at the same time as the throttle. I, I think that's kind of important, but, uh, because it is, it is a tool that I use on the boost. Like I'll drag the brake to keep the R's high, but to keep the vehicle speed low through certain situations, um, on the Patriot boost. But, uh, well, but I, and not some situations are do or die. I mean, I, we were, when we were riding up the other day, we were headed up and it wasn't, it wasn't that extreme, but I mean, we're riding up the hill, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, whoa, like, nose down, no power. And I'm thinking, my very first thought was, I'm sure glad I'm not somewhere where I don't have a way out. Because I was done. I didn't have any more power. I couldn't go up the hill anymore. And so I don't know that, I'd almost argue that it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's weird. Like, I, 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 again, I don't understand the logic, because, yeah. you, because there are... There's instances in the real world riding that you, you can't say, okay, these two solutions to prevent brake heat solve everything. Yeah. No, like, like you need more time. Yeah. I, I think anyway, but, but, but I do agree with what you're saying. I, I think the turbo R skidoo setup is more of a mid to low power delivery. Still has yeah. really good top end. Right. But mountain riding, the way we ride, the way we rode last week, we're, we're slower ground speed. Like we're moving the snowmobile is moving slower, so we're in a lower RPM range. So the Skidoo Turbo seems to be a little more usable. Yeah. It comes in handy more, and you can do more with it. Yeah. Where if you're carrying speed on the Polaris, and the trees are more open, and you have bigger line choices and more more room to move, 
then you're you're moving faster to be in the same position on the skidoo to where that right. power is is instantly usable. Right. And I would say, I mean, that is true. Like we we kind of broke into that little bit more open areas where you're carrying a lot more you know speed through the trees and really on the turbo yeah. through there, and that was a lot of fun because I mean you you start carrying a lot of speed quick. So so maybe just different riding circumstances and different areas. What did what did you find, Brock? You've had you've had both out, right? Yeah, I've been out on both of them. Uh, I. You say something? Huh? What? A lot. <laughs> oh, a lot. A, a little bit. A lot. <laughs> I've done them a little bit. Yeah. You know, I I start thinking about you know what you guys are saying about the lower uh, lower engagement, lower RPM uh, speed of the of the turbo R, and it, it just makes me think that's that's kind of how we initiate our turns because we're turning so many times in these trees. We initiate our turns with that with our tracks, with the track speed, with throttle control. So I think that's why I think that's why a lot of us are leaning towards that turbo R. Uh, because I think it gives us less fatigue because we're using less of our bodies to, to do all these turns that we're doing in the trees with that lower bottom end of, of, of that turbo R. And so that's, I think that's why I, that's why I lean towards, you know, wanting to ride the turbo R over the boost because that's where we live is in the trees and doing lots of turns. So there's my, there's my two cents. What do you, did, so Rhett, between those two, between Patriot boost and turbo R, Regardless of kind of the configuration, but you know specifically here we're talking expert versus chaos. Like, which which one would you lean toward as your sled? Uh, probably this skidoo. I think it's when well, he was talking about fatigue. I think it's an easier sled to ride. I think um, it doesn't wear you out so much. And I think a lot of that goes back to what you're talking about with where the turbo is mounted on that sled. They built that sled so everything's centered and and low. And so I think when you're side hill and throttle side or brake side, it doesn't it doesn't feel any different to me. Like you can go either side. I don't think it makes you tired. Or the RMK Chaos Boost, I think it you know wears you out a little bit more. Just the added weight on one side of the sled, depending on which side you're side hilling on, obviously. So you're so, saying you can fall off the left side just as easy as you can fall off the right side? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that steep hill we dropped off of. Um, right when we started down it, I kind of stood up for a second to look, you know, to see where you were going. I was following you and just a little bit more weight on that side of the sled. And I, I tipped, so both skis dropped down and then I slid right into a tree and I'd have Bruce come rescue me. So, <laughs> but I mean, for the, the Polaris are amazing in that, in those type of conditions, super steep and you know, where you're going downhill, uphill side hill straight across they'll hold that line but if if you're going to be doing that stuff all day long i'd rather be on a non-turbo on a polaris versus like on a skidoo like either one na or tor turbo like i don't think they wear you out as much so uh let's go na versus turbo so 9r versus patriot boost and then expert na versus <coughs> expert turbo r which which turbo feels heavier than its NA counterpart? Would we all say the Polaris does? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mm -hmm. For sure. You agree with that? I agree. Um, and then clutching. I, I don't know if it's clutching or if it's just uh, fuel mapping and, wh and where the power comes on, but the, the, the Skidoo definitely does deliver a little more power right off the bottom, right? Yeah. Um, I, I We did some testing. I can't remember if you guys, yeah, which one of you were there. Um, we've done... Done a little, it's, it's very rudimentary, but 
some just out of the hole testing. Maybe it was uh, at the intro with the engineers. Anyway, 850 NA Polaris, 9R NA Polaris, and Patriot Boost Polaris. Those three from a dead stop, the 9R jumps out two or three sled lengths on everything. Then the 850, then the Patriot Boost. And then you get 30 yards, 40 yards down the, the length of whatever you're racing on. And the Patriot Boost closes the gap. The 850 actually closes the gap on the 9R too. Um, but the Patriot boost will close the gap and then just kind of walk away from everything. Interesting. Um, so it, it is kind of, it's just a, it's a matter of power delivery. It's a matter of weight and weight bias and how that's all engineered and balanced. Um, I think in that comparison, that's why the nine are so impressive in the trees. Right. You, know, you want the power right then when you're ready to do something, it's right there. I mean, like you said, put them in a line on a flat ground and the nine R jumps out front. So I, so I think it's, it relates to tree riding. It's more fun, more impressive in that, in those conditions. Yeah. So Bruce, um, same question to you, nine or uh, Patriot boost chaos versus expert turbo R, which one are you taking? Probably the summit. Yeah. Turbo R. What are your main reasons for that? Um, <clears throat> I think it feels lighter, even though it is heavier, but I think it feels lighter and just the type of riding I do. I feel like it's more friendly to ride through the trees, and I feel like there's a little more um, effort put into the the boost to get it to where I want it to go. Um, I know we are going to talk about handlebars, and I'm half wondering if this can we jump into yeah, that? Yeah, jump into handlebars. Yeah. I feel like, and I've I felt like this with the players for years. The handlebars are too wide, and I feel like I don't know if that's harder out here versus even just hand width, you know, in makes it. Um, feel like you have to push or pull a little more on the Polaris. It'd be fun to take a Polaris and put a different set of bars on and just see, because I've always, I can't say hate, but I've never liked the Polaris. I agree with you, and and especially as a cat guy, because the cat bar is quite a bit narrower Mm -hmm. overall. But if you take, if you take the Polaris and say like what, like that hillside we dropped off, if, if you lose your edge and that Polaris kind of falls down the hill Mm -hmm. to reach the far end of that bar, it's a long ways down there. There's a, there's a farther reach. So you're moving your upper body mass farther over the roll center so you have less leverage to pull it back up on edge. Mm-hmm. Where if you have a narrower bar, even if it's half inch narrower, every yeah. little bit just gives you a little more leverage yeah. to get that thing. I, I agree. The, <clears throat> the pro taper bar that's been on those sleds since 2011 is is too wide. Yeah, I'd I like, agree. I'd like to see them try something narrower. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, that might be some or a lot of the difference between the two, just that body position or arm width or whatever you know? yeah so but i would take the the definitely the turbo r would you take the turbo r over a catalyst m600 mm, now we're talking i don't know i'd just take both i think no <laughs> <laughs> okay justin same thing to you turbo versus turbo Are you you going patriot boost or turbo r um <clears throat> i think i'd go with the turbo r so same reason as Bruce said, it it actually feels a little lighter and with that with that added low end response, at least like I said in the I know. I am shocked. I know, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <Shocked>. Mr. Polaris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Um I don't know. I just uh like I said, I, I really enjoyed riding it early in the day and then just in those conditions in those tight trees and stuff, I I really enjoyed that that turbo R. So good sled. Brock, did, did we hit you with that question yet? Yeah, I I think I t- told you I would do the catalyst, the turbo R. 
Okay. Is what so, I would do. I, I, I agree. Hey, I, which one did you guys like the sound of the best? Let's get to the importance. Of the two turbos? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't know if I thought of it that way. That boost just, that boost sounds awesome. <laughs> it sounds so good. Maybe you guys that didn't spend enough time on it. <laughs> Brock, sits, Brock sits in his garage with the, on the jack stand. <laughs> no, I, I was riding with a guy on a on a twenty three Summit Expert, and we were doing some pretty fun pulls up through the trees. And he's just like, "It just sounded like you were going to eat me because <laughs> I was on the boost." He's like, that "It just sounded phenomenal when you get when you get that when you get that boost going." Yeah. Anyway, that well, doesn't have anything to do with our topic. What's your good, opinion? good point. I'm just throwing right. stuff out there. I like it. What's, I like it. What's your opinion? Uh, I I agree. I if I'm picking between the two factory turbos, I'm going to go with the Skidoo, and and here's why: because the power delivery is is mid to low, and I don't ride fast enough to fully utilize the Patriot Boost power. I know guys that do, but I don't. And then the the crap that we rode last week, that's where I ride. So the trees are pretty tight. Um, I, I'm not moving fast enough to really get into where the boost is, is fully usable to me. Uh, but the turbo R is a very functional machine and the weight bias, like, like I don't feel like there's much of a weight penalty going from an NA expert to the turbo R expert. Yeah. When you're moving, they feel about the same when you're, when you're going really slow, you can still feel, you know, that the, obviously the NA is lighter and it feels lighter, but when you're, uh, when you're moving, you just forget you're on a turbo weight wise, but you have all the power in the world and it's just, it's just so flipping fun. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go the same way. I'm, I'm saying turbo R is the better fit for, for my riding style and what I do. Uh, let's jump back to the NAs. So, uh, go around and get nine R versus uh, expert NA, which, which one are you taking home? That's that one's, that's a more, that's a tougher one for me. Oh, I, but we have one more question I, coming up. I really <laughs> like, I, I really like the, I really like the bottom end of that, of that nine R. That's and it's super playful with that chaos. <laughs> uh, I know which one you did take. Come on, clock sticking in the back of your pickup. Oh yeah, we don't have much. We don't have much. We don't have much time left. Uh, yeah, you got to pick. You got to You got to come down hard on these things. I th okay, I think on the. I think I had more fun on the 9R. Okay. I think I take the 9R. Rhett? I, I think they're both competitive. I think overall I'd probably take the 9R. I really like the bottom end on that. It was just fun sled. Um, talking about handlebars, made a few changes to it and um, probably be more fun, but I'd probably take the 9R if I was picking. Bruce? Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Arctic Cat. Mr. Arctic Cat. I mean, oh, hey, remind me to ask you about the Arctic Cat factory turbo. Okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow! Wow! Shots fired. I, I think I'd take the Mountain Cat Alpha over. No, just um, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's right there. It's on the sheet. No, I. It is a hard decision between um, because at first I wasn't a fan of the 9R. I like the power, but as far as the the chassis and the handlebars and everything, but uh, when I got to ride it the second time, I kind of really liked it so that's that's really a tough one maybe the 9r just a little bit more but i i really like that summit expert like and i've never been a skidoo fan until last year when uh, the gen, expert come out gen fives gen fives so really nice chassis let me ask you this and kind of throw cat a bone here you you have a 2023 mountain cat alpha 154 three inch mm -hmm. where would you put that in the mix with the 9r and the 
That's hard expert. because I'm really comfortable on the Alpha, and I've figured out how to ride it and the suspension setup. So that's – I don't know if that's a fair question, but it is because I can do a lot more on the Alpha, but I'm used to it. I really like the track of the Alpha. Um, they do feel a little front-heavy, you know, coming down a hill. Um, but I kind of like it on the initial turn because you got all that weight rolling into the hill, and then I don't know. It's hard. I so so you so what's your question? Wait a minute. You you want <laughs> you want a heavier sled? No, I'm just saying it does feel a little. He heavy. uses it to his advantage. But, but advantage. by that but by that logic, logic, if we threw another twenty pounds under your hood on the cat, it'd be even better on those. Yeah, cars, right? it would. Oh, no, no, we're onto something here. As long as you're going downhill, this might be the easiest aftermarket product ever invented. <laughs> I've got yeah, a just a just got, a weight that I got straps a track, into. The, I got extra tractor weights. Would you like? I'm on a farm. Fit in the under the hood or more in um, the more like the alpha um, skid. Or yeah, the, alpha skid. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a science where you <laughs> put these tractor weights. Like, like forty pounds right here. Uh, but that's if you what move it, it is. Yeah, it's the farmer. Way, it just farmer makes all the shine. That's what it is. <laughs> there we go. You got to have weights on everything. Yeah, you got to. You got to keep the front end down. <laughs> They're brutal today, aren't they? Bruce? <laughs> I'm taking it. Brutal. I'm taking it. Um, I honestly, this is this is kind of cheating, but. Now that I know what's coming out with Cat, if I had to pick between these three, honestly, I'd probably go the expert, even though I really like that chaos. But I really like the Skidoo handling. So I'm going to go expert. Okay. Justin? Uh, I don't think it's hard at all. It's a 9R. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In the naturally aspirated, the 9R feels like I'm riding the Summit Expert Turbo in the trees. Good point. It it's impressive. Like it. Valid. I get a lot of like quick engagement, and throttle. I mean, I, I don't think we got anywhere near the power, but um, I don't think it's that far off. But again, like that type of riding, we're not. You know, I don't. I don't ride ninety miles an hour through the trees, so I just need something that I, I like to carry lots of speed as much as I I dare and, and feel comfortable with. But I want to. I want to know. I like predictability. It's one of the reasons I like the the Polaris chassis for a lot of years because I feel like it's it's the one that does what I want the most. And then with that power, um, that that's what I've been thinking this whole time is that if if I had to compare something, that that's what I would, would compare to the turbo. The 9R. In the, in the Summit, yeah, the 9R in the trees. If you threw different handlebars on the 9R, it might change me. We're not throwing them on, so just got to keep <laughs> on stock, all right, Bruce? That is such an Arctic Cat answer. It's it funny because that doesn't—it yeah. doesn't bother me at all. I guess I'm used to it. I never really thought about that before. So I, I do like—I mean, the more upright, I kind of feel like I'm more—I like to ride a dirt bike, so I feel like <clears throat> riding a dirt bike, I'm up over the handlebars more, right until I go over the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what no, do you what, got, right? What you just—what you just said is just like. Like when, when we're talking new sleds, <laughs> and then the Arctic Cat guys Change like, this. dude, if you put a lightweight hood and a can on a cat, right? they're, they're, right? they'll do anything. This exactly, exactly. Now it's now no, it's bad weight though. I don't think you'd go wrong with either one of them, and I think it all comes down to just press per personal preference. But yeah, and I did enjoy the Summit Expert in the trees. It was a lot of fun. So that's probably the first time I've really I, I've ridden Skidoo for a lot of years, and then I kind of switched over into Arctic Cat, and then went back over into Polaris and. And uh, so I do like the the skidoo, but I um, just I'm just more comfortable on that Polaris. But yeah, most these sleds are really comparable, but like the nine R something new, like yeah, just feels completely different than 
what we've had in the past. So, what are you going with, Snow West? There, the, yeah. So they're comparison. <laughs> they're comparable. I, I love the I love the expert NA. I think it's a great sled, but I am nine R all day long. That sled, that sled is everything that we have ever asked for. Lightweight, low inertia, snappy, responsive. Give me a race sled feel and a mountain chassis, and throw me in the trees and just leave me alone. That's everything we've ever wanted. There's things that the expert does better and is easier to do, but I I would love an expert that did exactly what the nine R does. Like take some weight away, make that thing snappier, more responsive. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 nine R all day long on that thing. In fact, let me put it this way: if the factory turbo never came around, everybody would be on nine R's right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that is that is what mountain guys have have been stomping and pounding their fists and and demanding for years. I have a question. Is the, oh, we got we got to go? We got to wrap this up. <laughs> Do you think this turbo fa- turbo thing is a phase, and in three years people will be like, eh, "I don't want turbo." No. No, no, no. I, I you tur- think it's here to stay. I think it's here to stay, and I think if anything, we're going to start seeing NA models go away. Really? Because they're selling so many. It, it it's not even close. Like if you had a pie chart. Well, I know, but it's the first year, or second year. You know what I mean? Third year. Third year. Fourth year. We're not in four <laughs> years yet, are we? Twenty twenty four is the fourth year. Twenty twenty was the first year. Oh, that's the And they've gone like this every year, Ryan. Gone yeah, up. I mean. I just want. I, just, I know, I know just you write Arctic cats, but do you even pay oh attention? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just our last podcast. I mean, I wasn't here. I know, but if you would have been here, I mean, when we get done with that, I'm thinking which sled would I get? It's the free ride turbo 154. After hearing us talk about it, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so so yeah, we want to wrap this up. We want to keep it. We're at an hour, but last question. You, we all agree that the Summit Turbo is our pick for that. And I think we're, we're most, I think most everybody was 9R. We, I like to be different. He you was, were the different one? He was different. But so I would so you, you, you picked a... the cat, and then you picked the, the skidoo, <laughs> and then you picked the Polaris. Yeah. Um, so, start over here with you, Brock. <laughs> 9R or Expert Turbo? I can't wait for turbo. two years when cat. 9R or Expert Turbo? If you could own one sled. Expert Turbo 154. Why? Because it's got that bottom end that we've been talking about, but it's also got some top end. That's the sled I'd take. Okay. Rhett? Same sled, either 165 or 154. I've I rode a lot of 165s lately, so it'd be fun to jump back on a little bit shorter one. We've been doing a lot of stuff on them lately, so they're more fun, but I'd take the, the Summit Turbo, the Expert Turbo. That, that's your overall pick? Yeah, I, I love turbos. Like, I'm a little bit bigger guy than these guys, and, like, I just love the power and being able to use it to my advantage anytime I can. They're just a riot to ride. Yeah, I mean, you ride it hard all day long, it'll wear you out a little bit more, but they're so fun. Like, just nonstop smiling the whole time you're riding, so. Well, and it's funny because these, these turbos are only giving us what, what that motor would do at sea level. So you, you take all these trail riders that ride at 500 feet or lower elevation, and yeah. they're riding 850 NAs, and they're having as much fun on that 850 NA as we are talking about this right. 850 Turbo. True. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a big difference there to take into consideration. 
I'd probably go Summit Expert Turbo 154. And then what? <laughs> just, uh, just, just, just seeing, just the seeing how, how quickly Cat rolled Turbo? off your tongue there. Yeah, <laughs> probably the Summit Expert. Uh, the NA. Yeah. Okay. Justin. Ish. Um, that one's a little harder. After hearing Rhett talk, you almost want to go with the with the Skidoo. <laughs> but no, I think I'd go with the Nine R. Overall. So, yeah. I, I'm really close to where you're at because the the Nine R is such an incredible sled. It's probably one of my probably one of my top three sleds ever. Right. I mean, I've, I've been riding mountain sleds, uh, testing everything since shoot, I would say 1994. So like 1980, you've been on everything. Ever well, made. But, but from from a, from a test, when when you start paying attention, you start, yeah. you start testing everything. But since since the mountain segment was officially created in 1994, I've ridden everything since. So the the nine R is is in my top three. I don't know what the other two are, but it's in the top three. I right, guarantee. Right there with the oh, Mount five. Max triple. <laughs> Mount Max triple number one. <laughs> oh, that was my favorite. 700. Oh five nine hundred. <laughs> no, <laughs> wrong name. Top top three, top three. Uh, which is which is ironic because we're talking players nine hundred to nine hundred. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I'm almost right there with you. One thing that, if I'm a consumer standpoint, like it's one thing to be a test rider and just just nothing nothing about price factors in. But if I'm a consumer, I'm looking like wait a minute. For the same price, I can have a turbo on my snowmobile, or not. Same price yeah. out the door. It's a good um, one to bring up. I, I would say my overall pick is going to be an expert turbo, for the same reasons. It's just very rideable, and if I can have a turbo, why not? But um, I, I will say this: like the nine R, the Patriot Boost does not feel like a turbo version of the nine R. It feels like a turbo version of the eight fifty. Right. If if they could get that Patriot Boost bottom end to feel quick and responsive and feel like that 9R, yeah. I think they'd have something on there. That would be a totally different machine for me. Um, if they could bring the power down, and I, I know you can do that with tuning, but I, but we're, we talk from the factory, bone stock setup. Um, if they can move the, the usable power a little bit down in the RPM range, um, I, I, could, I could jump on a Patriot Boost and be just as happy as I would on a, on a Turbo R. What length of track would you go? Oh man, I, I used to be a 165 guy, and I, I would say I'm firmly a 154 guy now. But like I said, if if I do one four, like we said in our last episode, yeah, if I could only ride for an hour a day, I'd be on 146. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd probably do a 154. That's about how long you usually ride. It's about an hour. I, well, I know. Like, well, honestly, if you if, if, got, you factor in home. you factor in all the crap you got to do on the way in, the bumpy trail, the photos that we do, right, the pictures, right. the stopping, the actual riding, the waiting, like the waiting for Brock or the waiting for Bruce, <laughs> happens. <laughs> you know, the, the looping back down and finding people. Like by the time you actually get to a good zone and ride, yeah, it's about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> To that. Uh, Go back to funny. the 9R. They have the 850 boost. So when are they going to put the boost on the 900 and make that sled that you want? I don't know. Like, do you do you think that's something they would do? Racers do it. <laughs> well, but but racers, yeah, they're they're taking a Patriot boost and they're they're swapping out the jugs. 
but you're not getting the crank. So the, the 9R has the 650 crank in it. So it's lighter journals and it, it's quite a bit less rotating mass. So even if you do a 900 big bore on a Patriot Boost, it's not the same motor. Mm. Um, you ultimately need that, that lightweight crank. I don't know if they're going to do that or why they haven't um, or if they ever will. I mean, maybe they really don't need to. Like like when we get into this kind of level of, yeah. of evaluating and testing, like we're splitting hairs. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. absolutely. And, <laughs> And you could take you could take the most base model in season sled out there and go out and just have a riot, have right. a good time. Right. But we get into this level, you know, we're talking twenty three thousand dollars sleds and and uh, there's not cat hairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cat hairs. Cat, catalyst hairs even. Catalyst hairs. <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard just... to hard to cry over having to ride any one of these sleds. So Yeah, for sure. Um but but like we said, you know, in, in a week from now, uh we're going to get back on. We'll, we'll, we'll do some more episodes talking sled tests, but we're going to be hitting on 2024s uh, pretty heavily. We're going, to, we're going to break those down and do individual sled reviews, and then we're going to go, uh, lump them in and compare them, uh, put them in groups, talk about them. We will have a catalyst a week from now that we'll have for the rest of the season. Uh, I believe we'll have a, a 2024 free ride turbo. Uh, that we'll have for the rest of the season. So we'll, we'll spend a lot of time on some stuff and, and keep talking about it. So uh, whatever whatever podcast format you're on right now, hit that subscribe button. Follow the show. Uh, it's, you don't want to miss an episode going forward. We're gonna we're gonna do a lot of sled talk, a lot of uh, test reviews, a lot of event coverage here on the Snow West Show podcast. And like we said at the beginning of the show, hit snowwest.com. Subscribe to the magazine. Check out our merchandise. Uh, we do have some cool new stuff about to drop: new hoodies, new shirts, new hats. Uh, be sure to check that out. But thanks for listening, and thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for listening, and thank you to our show sponsors. Can't get enough sledding content? Subscribe to Snow West Magazine at snowwest.com and get seven issues from September through March. Try our awesome new vertical digital format or get magazines mailed to your door. And subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest sled reviews, interviews, and more.